We finally found it, ladies and gentlemen. We finally found the film so bad that Eugene will actually hit stop. I've got some moments, and <laughs> that wasn't one of them. Hollywood is eternally awful at the southern accent. I add class to what is considered a, a poop and fart and burp joke show. Meow. Where are you at, meow? Just a good, hard mandate. I need one of those. It's been a while, too. They have wildly differing self-images. Oh, my dog's dead now, and here's some food. Oops, it's my dog. I went ahead and made you my dog. Bitch and moan and bitch and moan. I need you to go ahead and pee on me now. And I'm like, okay, uh, then. Get your cat a helmet. So everything about this movie is just in just the poorest of poor taste. It's on my shelf, folks. Charlie Steed's mom and dad proudly presents Charlie Steed's virtually friendless, except for a co- I got a couple movie buddies. Check, check, we'll, just check. Go, we'll just go ahead and blame that on on eye bullshit. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's on my phone. It's like nothing, nothing. Yeah, Ooh. I called it. Rang and rang and rang. I don't know what to. Where, where are you right now? Oh, in my. Oh, I've got to be in the kitchen because I got to keep my eye on the on the new beast that's in the house. On the cat? Yes. Oh, just let it. Just, just frozen it. Just no, <laughs> we we. we. We, uh, yeah, he, 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 he's tender right now and he doesn't like to be left alone. So he's over on the couch. He's just chilling right there, kind of half asleep. And so I, and Joni, she's, she's off at a school function all mornings. I'm on a cat duty. Earlier he was trying not to throw up. So that, oh, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a uh, fun oh, show. I, I, Whatever it will be, I promise it'll be better than the last one. Oh, 100%. It's already better. I mean, is your mic working? Yeah. Oh, it works. I, I tested it out a couple times. Works Works fine. Sure. Sure. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's Skype call. I, I'm not seeing anything here. It's all right. I'll take a screen cap later and show you that I did call and you didn't answer. <laughs> so it's either... This technology is just not up to snuff or you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah. And I know that you'll always side with eye bullshit, so it's, I'm full of shit. I'm just lying now. Uh-huh. I mean, especially oh. after the last show and the tech problems, you should at least believe me this time. Today. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you're number one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I've got to, I just wonder how this is going to go with the cat when he wakes up and he's like, wait, I have to shit and I want to eat and you need to be a part of both of those things. I mean, wh- how is it that you got the one cat in the world that doesn't know how to do these things on their own? Oh, he does, but he's like the, the, the shitter is over here and the food's over here and toys I mean, usually are over here. you take a kitten and you throw it in the litter box one time and that's it. Oh yeah, and I've, we've, we've done that. I think it's just because it's a new house and he's kind of like, oh, I'm freaked out, so I'm not going to shit. And so it's like, he's only shit like twice. And so it's like, we're just constantly on, on shit duty. Like, we're afraid that he's just gonna all of a sudden, you know, have explosive diarrhea all, <laughs> all over the place. And, uh, I'll be the one that cleans it up. I'll be, it'll be me. Oh yeah, it's always me. Yep. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So, oh, and yesterday we tried to take the cat into the vet. And there's just been a lot of feces going on in my life this, this last couple of days where get the feces out of the litter box and put it in a bag to take to the vet so that they can examine it and see if he's worms or not. And, uh, and then had to stick a thermometer up his asshole. And I mean, <laughs> what kind of cat did you get? Oh, this is just the standard issue stuff that you have to do with a cat. No, get... no, it's not. No, that's not. That's not normal. <laughs> I mean, with an old cat, maybe, but not a kitten. Oh, yeah. He did trim the claws then and feed it some sort of syrup and worms. And, oh, he did not like the thermometer up the asshole, though. That was not a pleasant experience. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yep. There you go. I woke up this morning at five in the morning and uh, all I heard was meow. Nope, nope, no, not this guy. Uh uh-uh. uh. Boys, you can either wake your ass up early or wife get on up and tend to the little booger because I got shit to do. <laughs> oh, uh, and I'm once again just sick as shit. And oh. I've been, I, I was up from. One to five. I, oh. One thirty in the morning, I'm eating a popsicle because my throat was just on fire. Uh, so I was sick over Christmas and got rid of that flu, and the boys got sick and had strep throat and respiratory and all that jazz. And then, yeah, in the last couple of days, all of a sudden I'm coughing and hacking. and <sighs> so There's some guys at work, too, that have this, and... Now it's mine! It's yep, completely it's... different flu than what I had before. But, uh, waited a couple of weeks and back at it! Uh, yeah, you uh, own that. <laughs> uh, Popping the vitamin C, or? Oh, yeah. Yep. <sighs> From the health guru. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this cat's hypoallergenic, and yet, I... Yesterday, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, my... Unless I might be getting sick, but I'm like, I just feel something in the in the sinuses right now and I'm like oh part of me hopes that I'm it oh I'm hoping that I'm getting sick and it's not the cat because if it's the cat we have issues because I, I I mean it's been you've had the cat now what at least a week no since Friday so Friday Saturday Sunday Monday so just five I, days now the way that you react usually is within minutes to hours I know I, I know so, so that's I, what I'm hoping enjoy that, the flu yeah yeah it's probably just me getting Oh, and yesterday, last night, just getting, oh, just thrown around and punched and, I just, I feel like shit all the time, all the time. So you might have your thing going on, but I just, I, I'm beat up all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I feel like you take it out on me. <laughs> not often. <laughs> Only when we communicate. Okay, uh-huh. are you, anything else you want to grab? Uh, oh, well, the, the black belt test on Friday, if I am getting sick, it is probably from that because it was, there was a, a lot of people there and a lot of shaking hands, a lot of hugging, a lot of sweat, and a, just a lot of people piled in that pretty warm building. So there was just a lot of things festering in there. Sweat and... So if I got if I'm getting anything, it's from that I would guess. See, and I can't nail down exactly what it was. It could have been the boys being sick for two weeks. It could be the um, 
you know, coming back from Christmas break, all the kids at their school, it could be everybody else's kids coming back and getting their parents sick and me going to work and hanging out with all of them. Um, the kids' birthday party with 20 people the other day and a whole bunch oh. of kids. I just, I have just been licking the Petri dish. Just, mm-hmm. just, nah. <laughs> and here we are. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I always, whenever I get sick, I always hope that it's not for my kids because it just, it just pisses me off when I get <laughs> sick from the kids or the wife. I'm like, I hope it's a stranger or someone somewhere else and not my kids. So I'm like, you, why couldn't you wash your fucking hands like I asked you to, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, but my, I mean, with my kids, they come home and, you know, you can just sense it the second they walk in the door. It's all over them. It's all over their coats and pants and shoes. And then they just do all their kid things with like, let's go in the living room and grab a blanket and roll around on the ground and roll all over the dog and then come hug you. And it's like, get away from me. Like, Go take a bath. I, I, I'm going to start instituting that, I think. The second you get home from school, go take a bath. That's when your bath time is, yeah. And then they somehow manage to always either cough or sneeze right into your eyeballs or right down yes. your throat. Yep. Oh, yeah. My, that, mm-hmm. Oh, that's my kids. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Last night, I was tucking Lucas in, and, you know, he's crawling into bed. And as he's crawling into bed, a big, hard cough right across the side of my face, like just a slap. Just a slap right across my face, and I just felt it in my eyes, and like, yep. And I'm like, cover your mouth, Lucas. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's right. It may have cost me three days of a living hell, but whatever. <laughs> same with Corbin. <clears throat> same with him. And you can tell by my voice, my throat is fucked. Oh, but yeah. Same, yeah. same with Corbin. He, ah, oh, random, runs up to you and gives you a hug. Daddy, I love you. Oh, thanks, buddy. I love you, too. Daddy, yes. Eye contact. Achoo! Like, mm-hmm. yep. great. Tw- yep, 28 <clears throat> days later. Good luck. There you go. Just- yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the only way we're going to make it in the eventual plague is if we are uh, one of the few chosen, like, in the stand. <laughs> yes, that's the only way. Uh, oh, and hey, a quick big uh, congratulations to uh, Kansas for their Super Bowl victory. <laughs> Just want to give that a... Give them a quick shout out. To, always been rooting for Kansas, and whoo, they pulled one off that time, didn't they? <laughs> they, they sure did. Yep. <laughs> On a serious note, one of the better Super Bowls in the last decade. That was. Oh really? Oh yeah, that was that was a kick ass Super Bowl. And I got a lot of friends that online that are uh, fans of the Chiefs, that that team from Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and they haven't won in quite a while, and so it was nice to. Enjoy the victory with them and just remind myself how bitter I am as a Browns fan. Okay, uh, 10 minutes. Are you ready to uh, go on to talk about some movies? Go to the roulette? Yeah, let's let's hit it. All right, I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene. And here's the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find <laughs> those gems in the rough. Coughing and sneezing and shitting and puking. <laughs> Feces and bodily fluids. <laughs> 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 And on this episode of The Roulette, it is Dark Breed up against Mind Gamers. God, that title is awful. Okay, uh, Dark Breed. Six astronauts are infected by an alien organism. That is the grand total of the synopsis on IMDb. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight words. Uh, yeah, this was fine. 
This was fine trash for 1996. I assume this was kind of a sci-fi original. Maybe a little gorier. I think so. I mean, there was a lot of explosions, if I remember. Like, practical. there's, There's a lot of explosions, for sure. And Jonathan Banks, and lots of bazookas, rocket launchers. Oh, yeah. Like, ridiculous amounts. At one point, the guy is shooting at this van coming towards him, and he shoots about six shots that all near miss before Jack Scalia jumps in there and goes, hey, give me that, and he nails it right in the engine. And I, I had to laugh at every one of those shots because, one, you missed. The thing, the van's going 60 mile an hour towards you. It would have run you over, but... By the time you reloaded the second time, maybe, because it takes a while to reload those things. And uh, every time they cut to that front shot, you could see the driver had on the full white mask, flame-resistant, whatever. Oh, yes. I kind of remember that even. Yeah. <laughs> and then when the, the vehicle actually flipped all over the place, it was clearly a mannequin just flopping around in there, which, yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh Here's the worst thing that I can say about it. It from '96. It it still existed in that realm where we had the video store, so it still was insisting at that time. Even your direct video, you got to get to 90 minutes or more. You got to, and this was an hour 40. Mm-hmm. Eh, there's there in the first two acts, you could have cut at least 10, 20 minutes out, uh, because the third act was sweet. I mean, we definitely went all factory. Uh, oh warehouse. yes, we did. But there were a lot of explosions, and then and then these big practical alien bits show up that are just like an alien and a predator smooshed together. And there you go. That's exactly what they looked like. It's man in suit, right, if I remember correctly? Yeah, it is, but I needed a lot more of that. We should have been doing that in the second act. We should have started seeing that in the second act. But instead, we're having sit-downs and diners and just chit-chatting about this, that, and the other thing. And I I appreciated the pizza thing, the conversation in the diner. Hilarious. It was hilarious, but they didn't point it out enough. I think the average viewer wouldn't have got it. Oh, that that would be me. I didn't get it until you, when when I reviewed it, and you were like, um, they they ordered a pizza from what the way I was describing it. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, that's genius. Yeah, brilliant. It was hilarious. Um, And then at the end, when the good alien, I guess spoiler, but uh, when the good alien spirit comes out of the lady and goes to attack the oh, bad yeah. guy. Why didn't you just take over the bad guy? That would have been more fun. And then fully develop into an alien and kill that guy. And like that guy was worth sacrificing. Um, I, I don't know. I would have enjoyed that a little more, I think, but whatever. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. Trash didn't count for sci-fi thon Cause I watched it yesterday. I totally oh. forgot to watch my roulette, but that's the way it goes. Especially when you're sick as shit. Yeah. <coughs> oh. oh, I think I got sick just from hearing that. Yep. I hope I can infect you over the internet. Oh, I know, I know. I've thought that many, many times of you as I sat there on, I'm like, oh, please let this somehow just STD into you. <laughs> what? Why does it got to be sexual? Uh, didn't want how that. I roll? <laughs> Ew. Ew. Uh, mind gamers. Um, oh, well, I am glad that you, it sounds like you kind of enjoyed it. And I, that's, yeah. For a roulette, I'm like, I, I quite enjoyed it, especially when it opened up with a lot of explosions. I, which explosions to me equal some sort of a budget. And yeah. And anytime I see Jonathan Banks, I'm like, okay. Especially if he's going to be a main kind of bad guy. He's usually a bad guy, but. Yeah. 
anytime I see him, I'm like, yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Mind Gamers from 2015. Students at a quantum academy attempt to create a collective consciousness only to discover that they themselves are part of a greater experiment. Uh, this movie started out in- very interesting. Um, in fact, they had, I want to get his name right, Sam Neill, which I'm like, okay, yeah. Sam, Sam Neill, that's, uh, very good production values. I'm like, you can tell there's money behind this thing here. Um, and special effects, for what there are, as you said, uh, are quite good. There's some, uh, parkour stuff that's quite good. Um, but th- th- at the story level, this movie is almost incoherent. It's a complete mess. Like, it felt like they didn't know what to do with this movie. And so, like, let's just kind of push it to Netflix because this is ruined. And it shouldn't be because there's a really good idea here. But, oh, man, I'm like, it's not fun. The movie is not fun. And it should be fun because it's sci-fi thriller. Um everybody's too serious and way too emo. And I mean, I'm, they're emo. (laughs) I mean, uh, this should have worked. Like everything is there for this to work. The runtime isn't that bad. Hour and 37 minutes, bigger budget. The acting, I think the acting was okay, but at a script or story level, it just didn't work. It, uh, it didn't come together. Uh, I think you should watch it sometime and see what you think of it. Cause there's, there's something here, but it just somewhere, someone, it just feels like one person just dropped the ball on this. Either the director or the writer dropped the ball because money is there. I think the talent is for the most part there. The effects are there, but execution, mm-mm. and maybe it was an editing thing. Maybe the studio got a hold of this and said, no, 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 let's do this. Uh, cause I like the storyline. I like that they, like this group of people are all going to, have this creative consciousness. And so there's a wheelchair guy that, but he's like, he uh, hurt himself. So they're able to take his parkour that he used to be able to do and inject it into themselves. And they can do it even though he's in, and then they give some of their consciousness to him so that he starts to be able to walk again. And it's kind of almost one of those, you're sharing your spirit with someone else kind of. And that's a cool premise. It is. Uh, but The execution of this just, I can't put my finger on what it is about the movie that it's broken. (laughs) Okay, but for uh, a roulette, uh, that looks, in Mind Gamers, awful title. Yeah, awful title. Sounds like a throwaway Netflixy thing. It sounds like not too painful, though. No, it wasn't too painful. I just, it's like, it's one of those where it's like, this is almost good. Like, this, this is like, okay, I'm, I'm waiting for something. To like, oh, okay, now everything's clicking into place. It's right and there. In, in the end, it, I mean, it essentially did in the end, I guess. But it almost feels like there's, they're trying to ape a little bit of X-Men and maybe even Matrix. And, and that's great. Those are, those are cool. But, oh, man, I wanted to like this movie. I really did. But, uh, yeah. Okay. So but I was, com- it was frustrating. Okay. But coming from you, especially coming off a, a rough month of sci-fi stuff. I mean, that I, that doesn't sound awful. So. No, uh-uh. Um, it just... I was frustrated. I mean, it's just disappointing because this could have been a gem. And it just... I mean, you should watch it and see what you think. I, I don't know. You might be like, oh, no, no, I totally... And I got the, I got the gist of it. 
but I just, damn, I don't know what, <laughs> at some level, something happened. And again, it, it could have been studio tampering. It just felt disjointed or something. Okay. So, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. At the very least, you'll like the special effects and it's not, there's not many, but what you do see is pretty cool. Um, uh, there's a good idea in there, but. Uh, All right, I got you. And I, I you. and I watched it the same day of our so that counts. Woohoo! I'll write that down as your first one. Okay, uh, next round coming your way. American Assassin. I already talked about this one before, but after grad student Mitch Rapp suffers a tragic loss during a terrorist attack, his single-minded thirst for vengeance catches the interest of the CIA, starring Dylan O'Brien, uh, who looks. 10 years older than he did in Maze Runner. Michael Keaton, Sana Lathan, you know her? You do know her. I think she was in AVP. Oh. And Blade 2? Okay. I think. I think. I'll look that up. Uh, next up, Visions. This is your horror, I assume, roulette pick. After moving to a vineyard, a pregnant woman is plagued by chilling hallucinations and sets out to uncover the truth about the property's dark past. The reason I added it, because a couple of names I recognize, Isla, Isla Fisher, uh, Jillian Jacobs, Jim Parsons. And lastly, Netflix just added Bringing Out the Dead. Uh, it's longer film, but it's Martin Scorsese, so I think that's fair. And I've seen this movie, and I, I quite liked this movie, and I would like you to watch it. Just It's a Martin Scorsese. You should get it checked off at some point. Uh, Martin Scorsese directs one of his most compelling and unforgettable movies, reteaming him with screenwriter Paul Schrader from Taxi Driver and starring Nicolas Cage. A paramedic on the brink of madness from too many years of reviving and losing lives meets the daughter of a man he tried to save. Together they confront the ghosts of the past and discover that redemption can be found among the living. That does... I know how that premise reads to you, because it reads the same to me. That sounds depressing and sad mm-hmm. and teary and no good and no thank you. And that's probably why a lot of people avoided this movie. But it really is... I only watched it once, but I was shocked how much I enjoyed it. I, I rented this movie from the video store, as I recall, and just because it's a Scorsese, I should at least check it out. And I was like, oh, damn, this is a damn good movie. Uh, it's It's not happy. But it's not as sad and weepy and depressing. I mean, it, it, it's almost like he took that mob Goodfellas style and stuck it in an ambulance. And it, it's so hard to explain, but I'm just take it from me. That synopsis does not quite do it justice. I, I enjoyed it more than the way that that sounds to you and I. Okay. Uh, so don't discount that one. And even if you don't pick it on the roulette, you should definitely check it out sometime. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, actually, that's been on Amazon Prime for a while, and I've had it on my to-watch list, but I just, I haven't got around to it. So I, yeah. Anyway, it was um, some okay. damn good filmmaking. Is it like for, for a Scorsese movie? Is it like kind of middle of the road? Okay. All his movies are the, for the most part good. So they're it, all for the most part good, but I would say it's kind of middle of the pack. I wouldn't okay. say it's it's better than a Goodfellas or a Casino or something like that, but I, it's. Man, I remember it being a damn good movie. I I, I added it to my queue again because I want to reevaluate, but because it's been so long, obviously since I watched it, I think I rented it from the uh, whatever the hell the re- rental store was here downtown. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, movie gallery. There you go. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, okay, and for you, the car road to revenge. 
in a dilapidated cyberpunk city plagued by crime and corruption, uh, an unscrupulous district attorney is savagely murdered and tossed out of a building onto his brand new car. Mysteriously, uh, the district attorney and his car come back to life and is a single being with a thirst for vengeance. And this stars um, Micah Balfour? Is that someone? Sure. Um, uh, Ronnie Cox is in this from RoboCop. Uh, and the director, G or G.J. Ethercamp, he also directed, wait for it, um, uh, Death Race 2050. So I think you liked that one. I haven't seen that one yet. I, that's the one that was on Netflix. That, mm. You remember that yes. one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember it. Uh, yes. Yeah, Sana Lathan was in Blade and AVP. Cool. Okay. I was right. Ha ha. Yeah, the car 2050, or the car 2050, the uh, whatever 2050, I enjoyed it for being a shit-tastic shit-fest, but I wasn't like, ooh, what's this director doing next? Because yeah. I'm in. <laughs> okay, well, this next one, um, yeah, yeah, you have seen VHS 1 and 2, correct? Yeah. Okay, uh, so the next one is called Siren. A bachelor party becomes a savage fight for survival when the groomsmen unwittingly unleash a fabled predator upon the festivities. And I believe that this is a feature-length version of that clip from the first VHS with the bachelor party that there's this disgusting-looking vampire creature thing that they were trying to rape, I think. Um, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, so that's the feature-length version. Uh, Greg Bishop directed this. He also directed Dance of the Dead, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and yeah, he directed uh, some other stuff uh, from VHS. and all. Anyway, uh, so there you go. That's one that, if you don't take, I would not mind sometime having that thrown my way. And lastly, Eye for an Eye. This is a Netflix original 2019 uh, Paco Plaza directed this, and he is the guy that made the Wreck series. Uh, so, just I think that's a that's a plus. Hour and forty seven minutes. A drug dealer looking for a rest, a nurse looking for revenge, a crossroads where no one is safe. And from the reviews that I'm reading, uh, this is a very very violent uh, action thriller. So, there you go. That's another one that I think I w- I'll watch anything that guy does. Uh, granted. I mean, Wreck and Wreck 2 or whatever are not the best movies of all time, but um, he's made some good movies. So, there you so go. I went for th- went from three for three 2B commercials to three for three Netflix horror originals. Horror? Aren't they all horror? Um, the first one... Uh, I well, it's, it's about a guy that gets his murder... Okay, it does say action horror thriller... Siren is straight up horror, and then Eye for an Eye is drama thriller. <laughs> I'll take Siren, I guess. Ah, I was trying to squeeze you into an Eye for an Eye. I, I, th- these are all the roulette pick. I got three roulette picks. I, I, I gave you a Scorsese, uh, two tried and true movies that I liked, and give a thumbs up to it. I got three roulettes. Okay. What do you want? <laughs> oh, they're great, though. They're, well, they're going to be great. 
Um, oh, for me, I'll take... Um, I'm going to take a chance with American Assassin. Why is it a chance? I told you I watched it and liked it. <laughs> I own it on Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> <Get> bent. <laughs> was that a theatrical movie or was that a roulette Yes! No, okay. it was a theatrical... Michael Keaton's in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You got some good picks, though, by the way. I'm... Nope. No, I, I, no, I be, didn't. Well, what I part... Be, do I need to see the car? One, two, and three? How many are there before this one? No, that's it. That's just... It's just the car. Nuh-uh. That, that's a series. That's a horror series. Well, I have the... I mean, if, if it is, I've got the first one on Blu-ray. That's from 1977, the car. Which, well, maybe that is. I don't know. Huh. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Sure enough! Is the stylized sequel to the unconventional horror cult classic The Car from 1977. Are you not taking that? Well, that's your I, own bad. Not, I'm, that's, I'm not, I, I am didn't not see the taking. First one. How am I picking the sequel when I haven't seen the first one? Mm. <laughs> all, all horror tra- Okay, okay. I, uh, you know, I, I would be, be surprised if The Car is on Tubi TV or, or YouTube or something. Yeah, me either. That's because they only host trash there. That's free that nobody else wants to pay for. <laughs> Even Netflix won't pay for. Um, there you go. Next week on the roulette, it'll be Siren up against American Assassin. Uh, are you ready to wrap up our January sci fi thon? Yes. Part five. Uh, okay, when we left off, the uh, last one I did was Star Trek in the Darkness, and the last one we did was Mutant Hunt. And I already got you down for Mind Gamers. Uh, next one for me is Terminator 6, Dark Fate. Uh, this would be my first rewatch that was an actual good quality, because Sweet Baby Jesus provided it to me the first time around, mm-hmm. uh, complete with ads and Indian gambling websites and all kinds of balloons flying around and bullshit. Second time around, yep. This is a solid flick. I'm not sure exactly where it falls with all the sequels. I mean, obviously, three still being at the bottom. But four, five, six, I'm kind of like, oh, I really like all of them. I'll decide down the road once I've had more time to sit on it where it falls in those sequels. But another good Terminator movie to me. And then the next day, my wife was like, oh, Eugene has that in his voodoo? I'd like to watch that. And I said, okay. And I watched it again, like two days in a row. (laughs) It didn't count the second time for the Sci-Fi-a-thon. I was into February by then. But... (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I watched it twice, like in the last three days <laughs> and that, totally fine. It, I mean, that thing is chuck full of action. That third act, damn, it gets crazy. No, yeah. I know. Good shit. And and the Carl stuff is funny and I, it's yeah, a good movie. but the movie sucks and, oh, and Linda Hamilton and blah, 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 blah. bitch and moan and bitch and moan. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to hear it. You know, those people that all bitch and moan about this or that here, here's what they all say. This is the best sequel since part two. And obviously the next best one is part three. I'm out. I'm out. As soon as somebody says that, I'm out. I don't, yeah. I don't care how you rate any of the sequels. But part three is the worst of them all. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, and, and but by far too, it's like, it's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll die on that hill. I, I mean, yeah, that was painful. That's... And I got, I got into arguments with people about it when this movie came out. They're like, well, but it had that awesome car chase. And I'm like, when was the last time you watched it? And I'm like, oh, theater. I'm like, yeah, watch it again. It The CGI is dodgy at best. 
I mean, it's still cool, but it's dodgy. It has aged. And the humor in it just drags that shit right down to the bottom of the abyss. Mm-hmm. I would still take Terminator 3 over a lot of shitty direct-to-streaming-service sci-fi movies. Now, this month, you finally understand what I, when I say that, mm-hmm. what that means. Yeah, Terminator 3, shining star in the sky compared to a lot of that <laughs> bullshit. That being said, it's still the worst of the Terminator movies, in my opinion. Uh, okay, next up for you. Okay, uh, I actually only have one more, and that is Rabbit. This is the Soska Sisters remake of the David Cronenberg movie. And um, it, IMDb says horror sci-fi, and like I had the half, at the halfway point, I'm like, really? Sci-fi? But then it gets it does take a decidedly more... Science well, have you seen the original she... Rabbit? Yeah, oh, it's been years and years and years. So, but there was something like they do the whole thing growing out of the armpit, right? The original, remember that? Uh, see, I had it on the roulette here in the last year or two. I don't remember everything about it, but I do, like slugs, aliens that get in their mouths, and no, that was Shivers in the high rise building. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's that's Shivers. This is Rabbit. This is where a woman is. She gets a blood transfusion, and she the original, which is Marilyn Chambers, and she starts to become a vampire, kind of, sort of, but she has this parasite growing out of her armpit. Oh, that's and, hot. Yeah, and so <laughs> they they double down on that craziness in this one. This I've seen most of the Soska Sisters movies, and not a fan. This, however, is a good movie. Uh, very good, actually. I was very thoroughly impressed. Uh, I, I don't know. They, there was a certain directing style that they've done in the past that just didn't click with me, but this one here, they must have had a lot more money to play with because it has a pretty big budget feel to it. Now, five million dollars, which for a, you know, vampire type thing, that's not bad. Um, really good acting, uh, especially from the lead who has to, I mean, she's beautiful and then she has to get really, really, really disgusting in this movie. Um, it's gory. Oof. I, it's, it is a bloodbath, uh, especially the second act. But this is like theater quality stuff here. Like, I'm like, this could have gotten, especially with some of the shit they're dumping out on the theater, that turning movie, uh, that looks just awful. Like, this should have been a theatrical release. I would have paid money to go see this in the theater. So, anyway, oh, and they, I'm not going to spoil the end, but, the end especially, things get uh, very science fiction-y, uh, especially trying to do body, like some body horror type stuff a la Cronenberg, which I very much appreciated. And um, it was good to see CM Punk in this as a complete and total scumbag, like really big scumbag. He's a uh, was a professional wrestler, and then I think he was an M- MMA fighter, I believe. But uh, I'm like, ah, oh, he's another guy that's trying to cross over into... Uh, into acting, and he did pretty good here, I guess, for what it was. Okay. Uh, I only have one more left. Hold on, making a note here. Okay. Last one for me is another 2B trash movie, The Sisterhood. The year is 2021 AD. Women have been enslaved by a brutal army of men who survived the nuclear holocaust. The only hope for freedom is in the hands of a nomadic band of fierce dot dot dot. Thank you, IMDb. 
don't really care to seek out any more of that plot. Lots of people wearing leather bikinis and post-apocalyptic wandering around the wasteland. This movie was background trash. Hour 15. And if I had to wager, it's a Blu-ray on Eugene's shelf. Oh, yes. Code Red. <laughs> yep. Oh, the other day I was down there and I had, I pulled out that uh, Equalizer 2000. I'm like, oh, there you are. <laughs> Wheels of Fire, Sisterhood. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the Sisterhood, the, the, the poster is a thousand times better than anything in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember much about any of those movies, but... Well, um, it's because they're nothing. They're trash. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how they, they get what is obviously the biggest piece of shit car they can possibly find that's worthless, and then they, they you know, futurize it by, you know... Yeah, they just weld metal onto the side. Jagged yep, yep. edges hanging off all over the place. It put a when, big... Put a dump truck blade on the front or something, and... Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> and boom, Mad Max mm-hmm. on the cheap. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but, no. yep. Eh. Nah, another one checked off. I mean, I didn't hate it or anything, but that was very quickly relegated to background material. Okay, that's it. That brings the score 63 me and 61 you. Damn it. Huh? I made a pretty valiant comeback. You did. That, what was it, second or third week, you you charged back with a fury. Yeah. It does, like, all it takes for me is just a couple of good ones back-to-back. And I think it was Deep Star 6... And Leviathan, I'm like, okay, I'm back in. It started with AVP and AVP Requiem. I'm like, okay. And then I really hit my stride with those underwater movies. I'm like, okay, now just, just, just raw dog that bitch. Hammer it home. And <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and uh, I'm not the only one sick in the house. Addie's home from school today. Sick as shit. Sounds oh, just really? like me and same symptoms and everything. And I said, here's what we're doing today. I, I got a little bit of work to do in the morning. Uh, then I'm going to do the podcast and then I'm, then we're going to watch aliens. That's what we're doing. <laughs> okay. And you're taking a picture of the cat, I assume. No, oh, yeah. wife wants to see a picture of the cat. So here he is. <laughs> yep. There he is. Huh. <laughs> oh, the things that you distract yourself with during the show. Okay. Uh, so wait, wait, what are you, you going to watch? I didn't catch that. Aliens. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make her watch Aliens. That's uh, we're going to lay on the on separate couches and just be sick as shit and watch Aliens. All of it. No kids. No other. No little boys around running around. Just me and her. And yep. That actually sounds pretty fun. Hours of that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Before we move on to a little bit of rabbit trail to fill up uh, some of our middle segment here. TJ is going to drop me some sound of his wrap-up of his Sci-Fi-a-thon. So let's see how he did. And of course, I'm going to do the intro music. Hey, movie freaks, what's happening? This is TJ checking in again for Sci-Fi-a-thon. Sci-Fi-a-thon. There we go. <laughs> uh, you know, I was bummed I wasn't able to actually get on with Eric and Eugene, but I figured, you know, at least I could check in and let you guys know that I was playing along at home and maybe throw something your way you hadn't seen or whatever. As before, in the past couple of check-ins, I'm going to keep it pretty brief and to the point. Um, 
and just kind of touch base on the last round of films that I have watched. And uh, up first is Meet the Robinsons from 2007. I thought this was really solid. Um, I quite enjoyed it for what it was. It's one that I've heard about, but I've never actually sat down and watched. Um, everything about it is pretty decent. Uh, what I definitely want to go back and rewatch. It's kind of a weird flick, but in a good weird way. Um, I give it three and a half out of five stars. After that, I revisited uh, a film that I've seen a few times and, and quite enjoy, and that is 2018's Solo, A Star Wars Story. As I said, I like this one quite a bit, despite its flaws. Far from perfect, but it doesn't have to be. It's enjoyable, stupid, fun. I give it three and a half out of five stars. Up next from 1995, uh, Jungle Ground. This was listed as sci-fi, so it counts for the sci-fi thumb. It's a pretty solid flick for the type of movie it was. I enjoyed it. If you're into mid-90s direct-to-video type fare, it's worth it. It's got Roddy Piper in it, and it's just kind of, I don't know, it's different, but it's but it's enjoyable. Uh, two and a half out of five stars. Humanity's End from 2009 uh, was the next one I watched. Everything about this was just awful. I rarely can't find at least something to like about a film. I give out ones about as rarely as I do tens, but this deserves it. Just, just horrible, horrible. Uh, so I give this one uh, half a star out of five. Up next is a film from 2014 called Ten Thousand Days. Um, this was surprisingly good for what it was. It was. Uh, there are some moments where the budget becomes glaringly obvious with the green screen work and CGI. Um, the story also feels a bit rushed in spots, but overall the camera work, acting, and score were pretty decent for what it was. Uh, this is a rare case where the film could have easily been another at least 20 minutes, but I'm saying 30 to 45. It feels like a lot of things were left out and left unanswered, and the ending just kind of happens, which kind of knocks the rating down a little bit. Um, you know, it is a rare occasion when I'm like, hey, it needed to be longer. Uh, I give it, and still as it was, I give it three out of five for being pretty ambitious and all the good points it had. Up next was one that I had not revisited in quite a while, and that is 1999's Galaxy Quest. An old favorite that I haven't revisited in several years. It still holds up and is in, as enjoyable as it was when I first saw it. I'm kind of bummed that we never got a sequel. I give it four out of five stars. Uh, I got four left here. <laughs> From 2018, a film called Extinction. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, knew very little about it going in, which was a good thing. It's a, and overall, it's a, it's a pretty solid watch. I watched this one on Netflix. Uh, three and a half out of five stars. Up next is Alien 3000 from 2004, also known as Unseen Evil 2. Kind of mildly entertaining, crappy sci-fi channel there. 
Not good, but the kind of low-budget, mindless flick I spent many a lazy Sunday afternoon watching. And it's just that type of flick. Completely shut your brain off. It's bad, but you just can't look away like a train wreck. <laughs> Up next from 2017 is a film called Singularity. Um, solid flick. I really enjoyed it. Has some flaws, but overall was worth the watch. I have no idea why this film gets shit upon so bad. Um, I I can't quite figure that out. Um, all the ratings I've seen are pretty awful on it. I I enjoyed it and. You know, that's sci-fi guy part of me, though. And I give it three out of five. I would rather see something like that than, you know, constant rehash, reboot, sequel type bullshit. And uh, speaking of sequels, we're going to end it with 2019's Terminator Dark Fate. I admittedly haven't seen any of the Terminator movies after three which I didn't care for the one time I watched. I quite enjoyed this one. While it had some issues, I thought it was damn entertaining, and I definitely need to go back and revisit the first two, check out three again, and then watch four and five. So that's uh, that's my films for the 2020 inaugural January Sci-Fi-a-thon. Ah. Uh, so yeah, that was that was what I watched, and it was uh, I had I had a blast doing it. It really was, um, you know, sci-fi is my second favorite genre. Yeah, quite there with horror, but it's pretty damn close. And uh, you know, this was I thought this was a great idea. I really enjoyed it, and I look forward to next year's having a little more time to prepare the movies I want to watch, which you know is just like sci-fi. I thought. I won't follow that list because that's me. But anyway, this is uh, TJ checking in. 37 films on Sci-Fi-a-thon 2020, which I didn't think was too bad. Back to Eugene and Eric. Movie freaks. Awesome. Thanks, TJ. And we will eventually have you on again one day when... You know, we can start recording at normal times and I'm not always sick as hell and busy and work and kids and <sighs> we will start having guests on eventually. We want to. There's no reason we haven't other than just been just been busy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Rabbit trail. I guess I'm up first. Uh, what did you think of the Fast 9 trailer? Um, so I I liked it. I do think that they showed too much, but it's whatever. I mean... All right, so there's your couple of big spoilers. Uh, but it's a Fast and Furious movie. It looks exactly like a Fast and Furious movie. So I'm in. And I'll, uh, unlike, oh boy, the last two, I'll actually be seeing this one in the theater. Uh, because of the last two that I missed in the theater. And then they turned out to be awesome. I'm like, okay, I'm back in. So I'm, I'm part of the family now again. I'm back into the family. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with your assessment, uh, but here's where I I take pause. The last, uh, or for uh, Fast and Furious 8, the trailer they put out for that one was like four minutes long. And I said, well, that's the entire movie in two minutes, or four minutes. That, that's, what the hell? And so I didn't go see it in the theater. Then I watched it on streaming and was like, oh, no, that wasn't the whole movie. No, it wasn't. They they have so much shit in there that they can make you a four-minute trailer and still not ruin the movie. 
Mm. So that being said, here we again, they drop a four minute frickin' trailer and I'm like four minutes and I hit play and I watch it and it feels like it gives away most of the movie. But you know, I, I was wrong last time. So I still have hope this time. What do you think? I mean, I guess spoiler for people listening, um, in the trailer, it's Han's back, which I think is cool, but, uh, and I, I, I'm assuming that we're going to show him that way. It's going to sell more tickets. Like, holy shit, Han's back. Uh, I, it, I think it's a good thing. I, I think in this universe where everything is as ridiculous as it is, it would be very easy to just retcon that, which they're obviously doing and, and have his car flipping and it's a flashback scene and he fall, flies out of the car and the car flips away and burns. And then Jason Statham walks by. You kind of almost need that because you can't have Jason Statham coming and being a good a guy good with guy. part of the family. He murdered somebody, you know? It, yeah. So I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I think it's great that Hans, back. he's been one of my favorite characters. Uh, yeah, I, I'm in, I now. How many years has passed? It seems like uh, Dom's got some kids now, and they're well, not that was in, babies. That was in part eight. That was just a baby. Though. I, I mean, it looks like the kids are running around or whatever, right? He's got one kid that okay. looks like he's two or three years old. It's been okay. Oh, I guess that would one. be... Okay. Yeah. And Charlize Theron is back? Yeah. With a mm-hmm. really shitty haircut. But then again, her haircut in the last one was shitty, so... It's shitty, yep. Mm-hmm. Why not? Just... Just looked like you did an alien Prometheus. Like, looked like, looked like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be super hot. But, Not uh, so much. Yep. No, I'm in. I am totally in. Good. I'm glad you're back in the family. It makes me happy. Yep. I need somebody yeah, I, else here watching these shitty movies with me. Yeah. And for what it's worth, my wife loves them. So she'll, she'll totally be on board for going to see that in the theater and... Uh, there's there's certain type of movie where she's in the Top Gun, the new Top Gun she's in, Fast and Furious, X Men type stuff. Although we haven't watched the newest X Men, just because I guess you thought it was okay, but I... I, what about the new Bond? Oh yes, oh very much so. Yes, the rumors are it's going to clock in at three hours. Holy shit! Due to Major studio rewrites. Uh, that's not good. No, it's not. But that's <laughs> all rumor at this point. Yeah. Who's the director on that one? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I can find out. What's the name of that thing? No Time to Die? Yeah. What a very yeah. James Bondy title. Mm-hmm. All I know is Ana de Armas is in it. I'm in. Oh, I'm in. Is that the blonde? I, it, it varies from picture to picture. Okay. Oh, Carrie Fukunaga. Okay. Man, if they take this out of his hands, that's bad. That's a bad fucking move. Yeah. And then the question will be, who's the next Bond? Uh, it's gonna be, uh, Idris Elba. You think so? Yeah. They already said they're open to that idea. They said it'll never be a woman, though. Sin Nombre? Oh, I didn't know. I I didn't realize he directed Sin Nombre. Good movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of True Detective, Beast of No Nation. 
And No Time to Die. And he was originally, wasn't he the writer on It? Yep. Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully it's just better than Skyfall. I agree. I agree. That was a big step down from, well, wait, not Skyfall, uh, Spectre. Yes, correct. Yeah. Whatever the last one was. It was, Yeah. oh, that second half of that movie was hard to sit through. Yeah, it just, that's another one that just felt like, oh, shit, what do we do? Um, let's just do this now because explosions and things, eh, it didn't work. Yeah, and it drives me nuts that people like that movie far better than, uh, what was the second one? I, Quantum of Solace. They, oh, they I thought... hate that movie. And I, I'm like, that one has technical issues, but it's way better than, than Spectre. Oh, way better. And I like the fact that it's actually an hour and 40, 45 minutes. I mean, it just flies by. I really liked that movie. Yep. I think Skyfall is my favorite of all of the Daniel Craig's and... Uh, That's I the guess... one that ends up at his childhood home, right? Yeah. That's the best one. That, it, in my opinion, I agree. That, oh, yeah. that, that movie is, oh, that movie is good. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, uh, I got two other quick topics. Where are we on time here? Uh, we got time for one more. Uh, Netflix Resident Evil show, or Christoph Gans saying a new Silent Hill adaption is in the works. Which do you want? Uh, let's do Resident Evil. That's not the one I had pulled up, because I figured that's not the one you'd want. But, oh. well, yeah, Netflix is making a Resident Evil series, and supposedly it's supposed to follow the actual games. And I'm not dogging the movies for that, but they, they always were kind of an adaptation, an interpretation, whatever the proper word is. Uh, it's from JoeBlow.com. In case you didn't know, Netflix Resident Evil series is in the works that plans to keep the basic premise of the games. No showrunner cast has been announced, but today it looks like the series is slowly starting to take shape. Today we hear the production on eight one-hour episodes. We'll start prepping in April in South Africa and film June through October. We want to explore the dark inner workings of the Umbrella Corporation and the New World Order caused by the outbreak of the T-Virus. Are you familiar with the Umbrella Corporation and its logo from those movies? Yes. Did you see the company that is... Most dealing with the coronavirus. <laughs> yes. That's creepy. Yep. And that oh its, t- its name is an anagram of Umbrella Corporation. Oh, I didn't know that. I just oh, saw the, the logo. I'm like, oh, shit, that's... Ooh. The logo is is similar, and, and it, I think it's an anagram of Umbrella. <laughs> <sighs> fucked. All fucked. Yep, we're... Yep. <laughs> Doomed, I tells ya. At least... Uh the number one Kansas fan. At least he cut budget to all the overseas mm. virus stuff. Yeah. Yep. Good. Brilliant. It's <laughs> called smart thinking. It's, it's yep. money. What, anyway. Using my kidneys. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. So that's cool. Also, I, I heard rumor. I can't, I don't have the article here in front of me, but I heard that, um, Another season of Castlevania is coming real soon, like this year, the Castlevania Netflix anime series. Cool. I, you know, I haven't seen uh, season two. What are you waiting on? I know. I, yeah, I know what happened. I remember uh, we talked about this on the show a long time ago, but uh, 
uh, for some reason, drunk Eugene at 11 o'clock at night was like, hey, let's start this as we go to sleep with my wife in bed and hit play. And and then I fell asleep. <laughs> so she got to turn it off after watching it by herself a little bit and uh, didn't get around to watching it anymore after that. Oh, and let me guess, oh, she was real impressed. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got some moments and <laughs> that wasn't one of them. Or I guess depending on where you're sitting, maybe it was one of them. Oh, for me it was, because yeah. I was not involved. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember. And I remember there were comments the next morning like, um, maybe you not like, start you, one of you your like things. You like that? You like that? Yeah, and it's okay. like, maybe not start that with me. Uh, yeah, anyway. So I just, out of yeah respect for, I, for the... I don't know where I'm going with that, but I... I don't either. I don't know. <laughs> Here's a shovel. Keep digging. For the, for the um, vampire gods, just stay away from that show for now. It's it's you, doomed, I tells you. Doomed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, did you bring anything for Rabbit Trail, or is this all me? Yeah, I did. Um, Rob Cordry. He is... His birthday is today. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and I want to just give a shout out to him, because it's... Uh, he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. Terrible. Ter- you're terrible. <laughs> this is how much prep he brings for you, audience. Uh, this is how much I like him. Is. I thought that, uh, that, and I always get him confused with the guy from uh, Krampus. So, happy birthday to Rob Cordry. He's 49. And a special shout out to your doppelganger that is in Krampus. Uh, hold on here. Krampus. Let's look at that. They completely guy. changed their main page. Oh, I hate it. It's... Don't like it at all. Isn't wait, Rob Cordray isn't in Hot Tub Time Machine? Yeah, he is in Hot Tub Time Machine. Um but the what guy it? there's a guy in um there it is, David uh Kochner. They look oh, the yeah, same. David, yeah. Nah, they're a little different. How dare you go to Rob Cordray when Janet Goldstein is on the front page? How dare you, sir? Uh who? Janet Goldstein, you monster. Uh Janet 60 years old. Who do, do I know her? Oh, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> uh, yep. Do you ever get mistaken for a man? <laughs> no, do you? <laughs> oh, and, and she was, Terminator oh, she 2? was the, uh, she was a foster mom in Terminator 2. That's right. Yep. Who is this guy whose name is Bug Hall? Oh, uh, let's I, see. What oh, has he done? He Bug better Hall. be Swedish or something. He was in Tom Arnold is Stupid. Oh, The Stupids. Uh, Baby Driver. That's not a good thing. Wait, soundtrack. Um, Captivating again. As always, folks, this is captivating podcasting here. What Eugene brings. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Michael Beck. He's 71. Not sure. Oh, George Romero. Rest in peace. Today was his birthday. He's dead. Um, Yep. I'm. Yeah, Are I'm, you ready for recently watched? I am running dry. Oh, Jim Jeffries is forty-three. He's always good for a, a laugh at our expense. <laughs> yep, that's all I got for you. Unless you want to hear any more, I can keep on <laughs> keep on showing my respect to our peers in uh, the movie making world. I add class to what is considered a. Uh, poop and fart and burp joke show. <laughs> Do you now? 
<laughs> we have wildly differing self-images. Okay, are you ready to move on to recently watched? Yep. Uh, you know what? Since you brought so much to uh, Rabbit Trail, I'm going to go ahead and let you go first. What do you okay. got for recently watched? Um, let's see here. Uh, let's keep this show good and classy, and let's talk briefly about Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS. I watched recently. I was um, kind of. I'm, I'm kind of watching these out of order. I watched. Uh, well, you. Uh, I mean, you don't want to screw up the storyline. I know. I, I know. But I. Yeah. So I watched Tigris of Siberia here not that terribly long ago, and before that, it was Harem Keeper of the Oil Oil Sheiks, and then I went back to the first one, which is She Wolf, and then now I've got to watch Mad the she, uh, Ilsa the. Oh, Mad Butcher, I think, which is the Jess Franco one, which is the worst of the bunch, uh, I guess, so to speak, because uh, eh, I used to love this movie and I still like it, but uh, just a lot of just big boobs and people in rooms torturing people and which is a good thing. I mean, that's fine. It's <laughs> it's enjoyable, I guess. Oh, the clips uh, I'll be cutting. Oh, the clips. <laughs> um, the best bit in this one is is when uh, Ilsa has a commandant show up to to she has to show all of her experiments to this this guy for reasons for the Third Reich to make so that their soldiers are more Reichy and um, <laughs> uh, and then, and finally you know they're all done with the experiments and you know he's like okay. It's great, but I I need you to go ahead and pee on me now. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. And so she pees on him and she cries about it too. I'm like, nah. now you're literally you're you're torturing and murdering women, and you peeing on a commandant makes you kind of have a little bit of a meltdown. I I didn't quite get the story arc on that one there, but well, the the, the you know the Reich is to be held in respect, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. I guess her pissing all over. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, there's a there's a guy in the movie. <laughs> I will send oh. a formal letter to the president and ask him what the what the story is here. Yes, yes, because he can. Yeah, I'm sure that he can. I'm Clarify. guessing that he's probably already been pissed on by Diane Thorne. <laughs> and also, you know, everybody, you know, if you if you're a football player and you kneel, get that son of a bitch off the field. But you know, when oh, he yeah, when he just sits there, flails and arms around. And- no problem. Yeah, gobbledygooks. Around. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's a guy in this movie that um, Ilsa finds out to her to her pleasure. He can uh, withhold orgasm, so they just fuck all night. Um, but that gives him the one up on her because then he can they form a little escape plan with the other women and uh, a lot of fucking in this movie. I mean, a lot uh, <laughs> and a lot of her. Big ass titties. <laughs> it's oh man! Does she die in every one of them too? Oh, she oh in this one here, uh, some Nazi guy shoots her right in the face. She, she he shoots her in the face, and her head just explodes. Uh, again, I firmly I am appreciative of that. And the second one, I believe, a tiger eats her alive. Uh, the I've only oh, no, seen no. two of them. I saw this one and the oil sheiks one. Yeah, yeah. She she dies violently in each one. But um, anyway, yeah, so th- I, this one here has a disclaimer in the beginning that, hey, we, th- the atrocities were, they were just, they were so bad. And this is kind of a, you know, 
I don't know what they were going for, but I'm like, this is this is so disrespectful. Everything about this movie is just, is in just the poorest of poor taste. It's on my shelf, folks. Blu-ray. It's, Blu-ray. Yep. <laughs> Elsa. There you go. Back to you. Oh, go ahead and do another one. We got oh. we're ahead of time. Okay. Um, I'm trying to save my voice. I've only got a couple of reviews, so I'm trying to save it. What? Zero stars. What was? Oh, yeah. Let's let's review that one. Uh, Winter Skin. Tubi TV. Um, <laughs> now I'm starting to figure out what these Tubi TV movies are. I'm like, ooh, that cover looks badass. Add and then watch. Mm-hmm. No. No. Oh, oh, I should have known. Whenever a movie starts with such and such production proudly presents a film by Charlie Steeds, I'm like, oh, oh <laughs> you're doomed. Like what? What? Who, comp- who? what, what? Charlie I, Steeds. Exactly. Who? Yeah, uh, but you know when, who proudly presents that? Charlie Steeds proudly, proud, yes, proudly presents his that. production company is what what proudly presented him. Um, oh, Charlie Steeds' mom and dad proudly presents Charlie Steeds. <laughs> I I I dare you. I I, no. I got through an I got through an hour of it. I didn't finish this. This is actually one where I'm like. I, I'm done. I am, I am done. It's the filter on this movie, like the, whatever camera they use was obviously high def bullshit, but the, uh, the filter on this thing, I'm like, what, what were you go? what were you going for here? Like a Hallmark or a Lifetime Channel romantic drama thing or whatever. Oh, they, it's so bad. It's so, it's lit so shittily. <laughs> It's, oh, it makes me mad. It's it's, it's this warm glow to all of these just god-awful actors. And by all, I mean two. It's this old lady doing a Kathy Bates imitation in a cabin and this just dumb fuck guy that gets, that that loses his way from his, from his papa in the woods and she, she traps him in her house and I, they were hunting, I guess, but without guns. I, I guess they were playing on catching squirrels and rabbits and bears and deer with their hands or feet. And that's real hunting, sir, is when you can beat an animal to death with a stick. They were grisly adding, adding that shit. But anyway, so she captures him and then she starts doing Kathy Batesy shit. And oh, I hated her so bad. I mean, she talks with this accent. Huh? I'm like, I know it's an accent. Oh, I hate it when I know it's an accent and they're acting. And there's this skinless That's because Hollywood, guy. I've told you before, Hollywood is eternally awful at the Southern accent. You get somebody that can actually do it, it's fine. Matthew McConaughey, he can pull it off. He's from the South. He's from yeah. Texas. Uh, but you get these people that, oh, this is how it should sound. No. No, that's no. not how it sounds. I have relatives from the South. It's not like that. Yeah. Oh, I got a story I got to tell you. It's about a skinless guy out there. Oh, my dog's dead now. And here's some food. Oops, it's my dog. I went ahead and made you my dog. Cut to him barfing. Oh, this movie was... Oh. We finally found it, ladies and gentlemen. We finally oh. found the film so bad that Eugene will actually hit stop. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, I will not... I'm not even going to fast forward this. I, Nope, I'm not going to give Charlie Steeds... The benefit of me finishing that movie. Oh, and it hit good reviews. Good reviews from, yeah, from, from, from your sites, garbage I've, from, from sites that, I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. Why do you keep listening to these sites? Quit doing that. Every time, even like eye for an eye, you're like, oh, it's getting good reviews on the sites that I read. I'm like, ah, that's a red flag. 
<laughs> what else has Charlie Steed's done? I, oh. You look it up while I review a couple of stand-up comedies. Uh, Fortune Femster, Sweet and Salty. This was a good stand-up comedy. I was not howling with laughter the entire time, but it's one that I was like, Eugene would like this. And I think you should check it out. She was recently, uh, well, I don't know if I want to say recently, but like she has gone out on tour with Bill Burr uh, before Bill Burr loves her. And so that's why I checked it out because I, I listened to his podcast and he mentioned her. I was like, oh, well, see if she's done anything. Hilarious. Hilarious. I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, the next one I watched is Leslie Jones, Time Machine. I've never mm. seen any of her stand up, but I thought she was hilarious in the Ghostbusters rebooty thing. Uh, and two thirds of this stand up, I would say, is awesome, and I quite enjoyed. But there's a third of it where she's just yelling. And I'm like, eh. I mean,. I get what you're doing and it's funny. And I'm sure if I was there at the comedy club or the, whatever, it would be funnier. It, it, that's a standard rule of comedy. It's always going to be funnier if you're there as opposed to watching it on TV. But at one point she gets down to some guy in the front row and is literally screaming in his face so much that like spittle is probably oh. landing on Like, I'm like, relax. I don't, but then again, I don't like crazy screamy comedians, even, uh, what's his name, uh, from the eighties. Oh, Sam Kennison. Not a fan. I mean, a lot of his stuff is funny. And then he starts just going, oh, oh, and I'm like, that's not, that's not a joke. It's just Mm -hmm. you going, oh, oh, (laughs) nah, uh, I get why it was funny at the time, why it was so groundbreaking and, and, and whatnot, but I don't know. I'm not trying to rip her. I just, eh, some of it was not good. I think you should check it out though. I think there was more than enough hilariousness for the runtime that you would enjoy it. Uh, so t- two thumbs up on both those. Well, one thumbs up on both, <laughs> but definitely the fortune femster one. You should check that one out. Okay. Back to you. Um, just so you know, uh, Charlie Steeds also directed the barge people escape from cannibal farm. <sighs> The House of Violent Desire. Uh, We're using directing, directing loosely, right? Yeah, very, very loosely. If I guess if that constitutes being behind a camera, then sure. Um, uh, okay, uh, Gretel and Hansel. There we go. Let's go with the total opposite end of the spectrum here. Gretel and Hansel, directed by the, in my opinion, great Oz Perkins. Um, what else has he done? He's done I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, which I want to do a rewatch on that. because did you hate I, that? I did not like that the first time, but I adore Black Coat's Daughter. Adore oh. that movie. Oh. oh, shit. Well, hold on. The cat just fell off the couch. Just completely wiped out. <laughs> shit. I mean, how did... What kind of handicapped feline have you guys inherited? It can't shit in a box. It can't eat without puking. It falls off a couch. You guys have the only cat in existence that doesn't land on its feet. How did it just fall off the couch? The fuck does that even mean? How did it wipe out just falling off the couch? He can't answer because he's over rescuing the cat. But 
Oh, now he's showing it to me. Oh, I mean, why does that thing not have a helmet? Get your fucking, get your cat a helmet for crying out loud if it's so helpless. Put it in a cage and give it a, like a gerbil water feeder or something. It's not going to answer you, dude. Judas, fuck, he just fed the thing to the damn garbage disposal. There he goes again. I mean, just... He's just Scooby-Dooing back and forth across the screen. Left to right, right to left. There he goes, chasing the cat. I'm right here. Meow! Where are you at, meow? Go play. Meow, fuck you. (laughs) Meow. <laughs> oh. I mean, I know the thing's pre- your handicapped cat is probably a pain in the ass, but you didn't have to feed it to the garbage disposal. <laughs> uh, I hawked up something and I had to, and then I noticed that there was. Leftover. I mean, you hawked up something so bad that it had to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I noticed that there was like shit down the garbage disposal. Cut that out if you want. <laughs> oh, I sure will. Uh. I sure will. <laughs> Oh, I mean, he wiped out. He, I could, I'm like, oh, he wiped out and he, like, brain damage. How do you have the only cat in the world? How handicapped is this mental patient? Oh, I, 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 it wiped out. It's the only cat in the world that can't land on its feet. It can't fall off the couch in style. I, it was sleeping and it just probably had, had one of those fucked up dreams and bleep. <laughs> Tune in next week, folks, when Eugene talks about sizing cat helmets. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where she, Probably shitting somewhere in the living room that I'll have the joy of. Oh, where was I? Um, um you're gonna Gretel and Hansel. Okay, Gretel and Hansel. Um, watch this with our buddy Steve and his brother. And, uh, I am happy to report that this is a, to me, a great movie. Uh, very much in the vein of The Witch. Um, I loved how this movie started out in extreme widescreen, like, uh, it's not two, three, five. I'm not even sure what the hell the aspect ratio was, but it was like super, super widescreen, um, which is kind of it, like the the intro has a little bit of a backstory on the witch, and then we cut to Gretel and Hansel and their story, which we all know that story, and the aspect ratio changes to not not uh, one, three, three, that the the square, but almost, and it's awesome. I, I love that such a dramatic shift in aspect ratio. And for some reason, this aspect ratio, uh, it kept the actors almost front and center. And I, I liked that. It was very unique and different. Um, this is one where I honestly, all it would have taken was, is maybe one or two violent scenes. And this would have been R rated. I mean, this was pushing PG 13, not necessarily gory, but just, Evil. Oh, just very much like the witch where just bad shit the whole way through and creepy imagery, no jump scares, but just unnerving and unsettling. Great score, fantastic cinematography, great acting, especially by Sophia 
Lilith, who she's the uh, redhead girl in uh, It, chapter one and two. And um, the witch was played by, I know she's been, uh, Alice Cridge. Is that how you pronounce her name? She was, um, oh, she's been in, uh, I know she's been in Star Trek. Oh, come on. Where are you? Bear with me here. I know that she's been in Star Trek. Um, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Damn it. I thought for sure she was in, in, uh, oh, Star Trek Voyager. The Borg, oh, there you go. The Borg Queen. Okay. And she was in the, in the, uh. The next generation movies. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I'm like I I'm like I recognize you, even though you're a lot older. I'm like I recognize you. She, she was the Borg Queen. So very, very creepy. Um, I mean, all you would have had to do was either plop Marilyn Manson in this thing or a Norwegian death metal band, and you would have had an hour and a half long minute music video in a good way. That's a good thing. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to watch it again. I believe that Steve enjoyed it and his brother was a bit bored by it. Uh, so I don't know where you'd fall on this. I mean, it's not as good as the witch. It is not as good as the witch, but it is, it's my, my style and my type of horror movie. Oh, I want to check it out. It looks good to me. Uh, sorry, I got distracted. I went and looked here because you've men- mentioned it a few times on the show and I've, I've always gone to, ch- uh, uh, wanted to check it out and I keep forgetting. You keep saying one, three, three is square. And I was like, and my mind always says, that's not right. That's 4-3. So then I went and look here, and it says 1-3-3 and 4-3 are the same thing. Yeah. How is that? Uh, I mean, I wasn't, like, being shitty against you saying no, that. No, I, I know. Just, I, I honestly didn't know what 1-3-3 was. I'm used to 2-3-5 uh, and uh, you know, certain five. other numbers that we, we glean from our... Not real movie knowledge because we didn't go to school. Yeah. <laughs> this aspect ratio is 155. So it's like... A, it's little, a little bit widescreen. A little bit widescreen, yeah. But why is 133 the same as 43? Because that's yeah, what I'm I, looking at right now. It says 133, a.k.a. 43. That's weird. Which would have been... That would be the light... Like the lighthouse was uh, 133. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad they didn't go full on 133 with this one. It, it was such a beautiful beautifully shot movie that it would have I don't know it worked it worked for the lighthouse for the uh, the claustrophobic feel but this here I mean this could, this could have totally been widescreen and been fine but I I thought it was kind of cool and I guess artsy in a not pretentious sort of way how they switched from that two three I'm not even sure if it was two three five I mean it was I, honestly like it might have even been that cinescope or the the Tarantino hateful the ultra wide uh, it was like really like I just I noticed it and maybe it was the, the theater that we were in which was a, a bit smaller screen but it felt bigger to me like the a more much more widescreen than normal. Uh, you get that with the uh, a lot of times with the seventy millimeter. I, I love the ultra flat wide. I whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I don't even have a proper television or projector to to really do it justice. But I love when it's that ultra widescreen. Yeah. Bob, the Lawrence of Arabia Blu-ray. Oh, money. Huh, well, you learn something every day. I didn't know that 1 through 3 was the same as 4 3, but it is. According to the internet. So yep. take that with a grain of salt. Good stuff. 
Ah, real stable geniuses of this world. Kansas City is in Kansas. Um, uh-huh. last, uh, okay, last round for me. Oh, no, you, uh, you need to do another one. Oh, uh, <clears throat> Black Mountain Side, another one that was on Tubi. Uh, so hit play. And actually, this is when I hit, I watched the first, I don't know, 40-ish minutes. And then I realized that actually during one of the commercial breaks, I'm like, oh, wait, this is on Amazon Prime as well. So I'm like, well, I'm going to switch over to Amazon Prime. So it, It'll save me one or two commercial breaks. Uh, How were your commercial breaks with these other tubies that you've been watching, though? They've oh, been not, not bad at all. Okay. Yes, not yeah. bad at all. Like maybe three at the moment, right. like every half hour. But that's not that's not bad. And they were yeah. actually actually for black was it? I think for Black Mountain Side, two of the three trailers commercials. I mean, were trailers for Gretel and Hansel. I'm like, yeah, all right, I, yeah. I'm good with this. Easy to sit through. Yeah. Uh, Black Mountainside. Now, here is a low-budget or independent movie done, for the most part, right. Uh, great location, uh, which is... I want to see where this is filmed. Uh, British Columbia, Canada. Okay, that doesn't surprise Ooh. me. Uh, this is basically a sort of kind of take on The Thing... Crossed with the Wendigo legend, kind of. Uh, this group of guys, uh, archaeologists, are in the, stuck in the mountains. And they're uncovering the structure. Uh, there's another guy that joins them to that, that he knows more about these relics. And uh, some of the work crew there, they abandon ship. They take off because... They don't, they, they just leave and they go in the wrong direction. So already shit's not right. Like something's off. Uh, and by going into the, the not the right direction means you're going to die because you're going into nothing wilderness and things slowly start to unravel for all of them. They start to slowly go crazy. They start to see this deer creature, hence Wendigo legend, I think kind of, um, uh, I liked this movie. It, would have benefited so much from a bigger budget. As it is, though, camera work is quite good. The location shooting is fantastic. And the gore, and there is gore in this movie, is really good and practical. It just felt like this could have been, like, a really good movie had it had some money thrown behind it and, like, actually got, like, maybe a theatrical release or at least, I don't know. I, this is a like, independent movie. Um... I'm impressed uh, for what they did. It was too long, hour and 39 minutes. It was, this was hour and 20. There was a lot of talking and it, where some of the independent, the indie film type stuff shines through is there's lots of, well, fuck this, fuck, they're way too much, like way too much, fuck this, fuck that. To right. the point where it's like, you're starting to sound like you're reading a script. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's too much swearing. And I, not that I care, but it started to seem unnatural, unrealistic, but, right. um, very Canadian looking cast. Shane Twerden, Michael Dixon, Carl <laughs> Toffelt, Mark <laughs> Anthony Williams, Andrew Moxham, Timothy Lyle, <laughs> even, Bruce, even with Bruce McLaughlin, Kyle Bonu, Cameron Temblin. We shipped them in from all over. Eh? They came from Ontario, Quebec, Montreal, Winnipeg. Edmonton. We just we just mailed them all in. 
There they were. And you know, for, for as much as they complained and bitched and moaned and yelled at each other, you'd think they would all just got along. Like, found a way to get along. Because they're Canadians. They should all just hey. get along. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, fuck you, eh? Yeah, we're friends. It's cool. We're friends, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Fuck you, it, Calgary. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if I would recommend it to you or not, just because I think that you would probably think it's a bit too long as well, but... Um, it could do a lot worse. This would have been a pretty good roulette. So I was, I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if I watched this again down the road. But, uh, see, there are ways to make a independent movie work. Uh, even the, the deer creature thing, like, there was not much to that. Like, we could come up with something like that, but it was effective because it was well shot and, it was well directed for the most part, unlike right. the other whatever it's called. I don't even remember, winter bone or winter moan or winter whatever. Skin. Yeah, that winter foreskin. <laughs> Hold on a sec. <laughs> Eugene, always good for a title. Uh, there you go. I think I'm about spent. Okay, last round for me. And we're going to wrap up uh, another double header of stand-ups because it's what I've been into lately. Tiffany Haddish, Black Mitzvah. Are you familiar with Tiffany Haddish? I don't think so. Me either. I knew her as an actress that I thought came from music. Uh, so when I saw it pop up and it was like a uh, stand-up, I'm like, oh, is she a comedian? I didn't quite realize that. So I'll check it out. And I watched about half of it. And then the wife was sitting in her office, which is right by my office, and she heard a couple of jokes and goes, Hey, I'd like to watch that. She seems funny. Okay. Went out to the living room and she was like, Oh, well, let's start it over from the beginning. Okay, that's fine. So I watched it again <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> uh, quite funny. Laughed my ass off at this one. Uh, you should definitely check it out. Uh, and the next one is Kevin Hart. What now? <sighs> I have liked all of Kevin Hart's stand-ups. This one, though, two-thirds of it, I was going, wow, it's kind of uncomfortable because it's not really all that funny, and I don't really feel like even the people are laughing all that much. Ooh. And it wasn't like, oh, you're so controversial. Like Bill Burr, sometimes he gets a little controversial, and then people are like, oh, this is awkward, but it's still really funny, but we're awkward to laugh. It wasn't like that. It was just, you're just talking. You're just talking. And maybe it was a lot funnier if you're there, but, uh, I mean, for the four or five, six Kevin Hart stand-ups I've seen, this one, eh, It got funny in the in the last third, but... Eh, it's it's uncomfortable when it, it's not working out, in my opinion. And, you know, maybe it was great, but it starts off with this long set up acting thing with uh, him pretending he's James Bond and uh, it it goes on way way too long and it's not funny it's the setup to him coming out to a sold out football stadium like wow i just i don't like that just come out and start telling jokes yeah make jokes be done maybe it's just me i'm sure other people loved it uh okay that's me for me we uh what time we we got to do coming soon wrap up. My voice is just shot. 
Okay, coming soon for me. I started watching Neon... Oh, i got to work on this. Neon Genesis Evangelion, I think is how you say it. It's an anime that I've had the boots sitting over here for years, and I haven't got around to watching, and they added it to Netflix, and I was like, I need... I'm ready for a new anime. I need to start watching this. New. It's one of the most revered animes of all time, and I just never got around to hitting play on it. So I finally hit play on it, and halfway through the first episode, I'm like... Wait, whoa, whoa, this is what we're doing? This is what this show is about? Fuck me, I wish I had started this shit a long time ago. It is fucking awesome. In the last day or so, I'm I'm now up to, like, episode 11. I'm mm. burning through it. I mean, but granted, it's got the anime short episode thing where there's a recap and then a theme song, and, you know, you skip all that bullshit, and you got 15 minutes per episode, practically. 15, 20. Uh, but so far, it is just badass. And I'm really loving the uh, uh, dramatic themes of it. It's it's the shit. So that's probably... Uh, and then after that, there's like two movies that follow up the series. That's definitely what I'm going to be into. Aliens. I'm going to watch that here as soon as we're done with this shit. Uh, the director's cut, of course. Mm-hmm. And then Lord knows. That's about it. <laughs> okay. What about you? What you got coming to <clears throat> Uh, I would guess that later today I will have Dr. Sleep, director's cut uh, on my voodoo, so yay. Coming soon for me, Dr. Sleep, director's cut. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I did a rewatch of Evil Dead, the 2013, and maybe... <laughs> I mean, could you that recite was my that film? After, huh? <laughs> could you recite that film verbatim from memory? Oh. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, that was my my palate cleanser after the sci-fi month. I'm like, I need a just a real muscular horror movie. So I got more like a real musty horror movie. Yes, and that's what I got. Evil Dead. Uh, I'm gonna rewatch uh, Lucio Fulci's The Black Cat here soon. Um, Mutilator is pulled out for a rewatch, which is going on a no, no, fall break. Fall break, yeah. a fall break. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go through that one again. Uh, Devonsville Terror. I want to give that one a rewatch. Yeah, uh, because Yuli Lamel is great. Well, I, that's. That was the one with the wagon wheel in the beginning and stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. a good movie. That was good. Yep, I like, I like that one. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and also my buddy and I might be going to watch, uh, The Gentleman. On Thursday, he flat refuses to watch Bad Boys for Life. He hates Martin Lawrence. I'm like, damn it! Like, uh, I mean, for all really... the for all the friends you claim to not have, you sure have a lot of buddies that you go to watch movies with. <laughs> I'm virtually friendless, except for no, a, I got a couple movie buddies. I don't remember the last time I watched a movie in the theater with friends. Like, I just my wife. I mean, which is my friend, obviously, but I mean, like yeah. outside of that. Uh. <laughs> but you, but you're virtually friendless. Okay, carry on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, so and yeah, we might go watch. We might go get some wings, some drinks, and then <laughs> sounds like a, a good, good friend time. Yep, just a good hard mandate. Yes, yeah. I need one of those. It's been a while too. Uh, well, I guess what, it's like a week and a half. Because <laughs> I mean, you just went. We just went. <laughs> and I think that Stephen, uh, his buddy, or his buddy. Also known as his brother, are coming up to watch uh, Fantasy Island, which I think looks quite good. But that'll be after our next taping. So that'll be another. That'll be a future coming soon. Is watching that with them down the road. 
I know. We, we, we have trouble scheduling all your friend mandates with your not friends. <laughs> Only a few of them, but they're <laughs> few. They're. Oh, <sighs> uh, anyway. Um, what else do I got? Oh, I think Vinegar Syndrome's going to be sending me some more stuff. Uh, which I don't even. Yeah. I, I I don't even know what it is. It's. <laughs> Um, this, thank you, sir. May I have another? Every yeah, month, it's gonna it be comes. Some hard pounding along with some sleaze with uh, junk, junk. Oh, I think extra part three is gonna be one of them oh, coming nice. out. Have you seen any of the sequels before? Um, yeah, I've watched two and three before. I think and I started part two and then I stopped. Yeah, for whatever reason, it was on YouTube or something. I just didn't get around to it. Yeah. Okay, we need to wrap this up. My throat is shot. All right. Uh, I'll see you next time. Should we make it awkward before we go, or? Um, we could, if you want. Okay. <laughs> how's your, how's your, how's your idiot cat? Let me check. Hold on. No clue where it's at. No clue. I heard a meow a little while ago, like, and it, like a pathetic meow, like. Uh, oh, we'll it's, wait. Uh, it's we'll, oh, okay. we'll wait. Here, Keith. Oh dear Lord in heaven. The temptation to hang up on him on Skype right now is just overwhelming. Like he comes back and I'm just gone. I think, I think it would be hilarious. On the couch, chilling out. Do you have any idea how tempting it was to hang up on you on Skype while you were gone? <laughs> <laughs> so you come back, it's just a blank screen. Just oh. <laughs> text here, hold on. Oh yeah, I'm getting them too. Okay, I'll talk to you later. See you, see you next time. Oh, all right. Oh, I forgot Bye. to review Babe. Shit. Um, what? I forgot to oh, review you... Babe. Uh, the p- pig movie. See, you, see uh, you next time. I'll talk to you later. That's it, Movie Freaks, for this week. I'll, I'll see you next week. Bye. Uh, rude, I tells ya. for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.